All right, welcome back to another episode of the Know Your Numbers podcast. This is your host, Chris McCormack. I thank you all for tuning in. Today's episode is with Julie Holly. Julie is the founder and CEO of Three Keys Investing. She is also the host of julieholly.com, where you can check in with her and find all of her content. She hosts the Conscious Investor podcast. She also has a network and book club out there that I'll be tuning into here uh, in the coming weeks. And yeah, she's just a blessing to to connect with, um, shares a lot of information on content creation, on your God-given gifts and abilities, investing and raising capital in what she calls the middle of nowhere. So it's just a fruitful episode that I'm excited to share with you. But before we get to that, guys, we have launched the Better Books Business Launchpad. This is an eight module course that will take you from business start to business growth, outlining everything you need to get your business set up properly. We go through getting an LLC, EIN number, articles of organization, all the way through accounting systems and getting your software set up properly. It is a must have if you are getting into the business world. And I know as the listeners of this podcast, you are looking for something more out there. And this could be the step you need to take to start on your journey. So I encourage you to check it out. The link will be in the show notes. It is on Thinkific. And again, it's an eight module course laying out business start to growth in eight easy steps. I trust you all enjoy. And now, without further ado, here is the Know Your Numbers podcast episode with our guest, Julie Holly. Well, welcome. This is another episode of the Know Your Numbers podcast with your host, Chris McCormack. And today's guest is Julie Holly. Julie is out in the Idaho region. Um, don't get it confused with, uh, actually, funny story about Idaho is um, somebody at my church was talking about it and they're like, I've never been out to the Midwest. And the person who was from <laughs> Idaho was like, nope, that's that's Iowa. So don't get it confused with Iowa. But Julie has been gracious with her time. Uh, she's the founder of Three Keys Investments. She's had a history in the education industry, and she's also a podcast host of herself, uh, The Conscious Investor. So I'm excited to have you, Julie. Welcome to the show. Um, if you don't mind, just giving a brief introduction about yourself. Sure. Well, first of all, I just want to thank you. We were just talking off air about, you know, guests on shows and such. And and I feel honored anytime I have an opportunity to be a guest on this show, because I know there are limited spots. I mean, I'm a weekly podcast, so I have 52. That's it, 52 yep. spots. And and there's so much in the production end of things. So I just want to say thank you. This is like such a, a gift to be on your mm. show. Of course. Well, honor is all mine. I, I'm excited to have you and excited to dive into conversation. Awesome. <laughs> I think you said, hey, tell us a little bit about yourself or intro type thing. And, and I feel like I'm such a mixed bag where I feel like I'm just like, well, I connect with a lot of different people in the audience because over the years, God literally has taken every single ambition that I've had and woven them together. Mm. So I have a background in public school education, as well as residential real estate, as well as writing. Wow. Um, and so all of these things are extremely complementary skill sets that mm -hmm. have just been woven together, uh, you know, as I've entered into this new phase of, uh, you know, apartment syndication. Yep. 
That's so good. That's so good. And um, man, I, there is a lot to talk about and I'm excited to unpack it all. Um, I'd love to start out with a little bit about the journey. Like how do you go from being a public school teacher to raising millions of dollars and owning 300 doors and, and managing <laughs> properties of your own? Like <laughs> how does that, how does that just happen? Uh, you have lots of energy. No, yeah. <laughs> no, you know, here's what happened. Um, is really cool how I went into education and when we're willing to follow God and take, mm -hmm. take those, uh, faithful risks, yep. it's really not a risk at all. Like the world sees it as a risk. And mm -hmm. so in college, I was initially a business major. Don't worry y'all. This isn't going back that far. I promise. I mean, that was forever <laughs> ago. Um, but I mean, I was driving home at lunch. I was working for a company as somewhat, somewhat of an internish type situation. Mm -hmm. And God just said, like, I want you to be a school teacher is one of these, like, I can't explain it moments. Yeah. And I went and dropped all my classes and God lined everything up, which should not have lined up as, as we all know how this works. And uh, next thing you know, I'm a public school teacher at age 22. And I thought I had the golden ticket, right? I thought, right. Government employees. How yeah. often do they really get laid off? Right. <laughs> school teachers. How often do they, I thought, man, I've got my golden ticket. I'll teach for X amount of years and then I'll have this great retirement. Well, in my third year, they handed out pink slips. Wow. So I was 25 at the time. So I'm still young. And I'm thinking, yeah. oh, wow, I'm huh. expendable. I didn't yeah. realize I was expendable. I happen to have just enough seniority to miss the cutoff. But oh. one of my, my teaching partners, she got a pink slip. So mm. it was really hit home. Um, and that was a great point for that to hit home. And my um, grandfather and my dad were both um, in residential real estate sales. So I grew yep. up around that. And I thought, why not take a bet on myself? Hmm. And so that's how that just started weaving in the real estate element. And from then, quite frankly, I've gone in and out of both of those industries being my full-time pursuit. Now landing at I am a hundred million percent committed unless yes. God tells me to change, <laughs> but I feel like, I feel like it's kind of like, he's used both of those paths to really solidify where I'm at now. Wow. That's so good. And, and yeah, it's, uh, I kind of find myself in that season where it's, you can't really explain when you hear God's voice and, and he's telling you to, to jump, but, uh, there's not much explanation that needs to go on. You know, you know what he's, he's asking you to do. So the hardest part is listening to it sometimes, like giving up that, that career and, and being obedient. So honor to you for that. Was that a challenge? Like what, what challenges did you face at such a young age to, to say, I want to like kind of blow this all up and, and turn that way because that's what I feel is on my heart. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, I've gone through so many other instances over the years where mm -hmm. it's just been, it's not put your toe in the water and I'll part it. It's <laughs> like, you know, you got to get in till you're like chest deep in the water. Right. And, yeah. I, and, and I've experienced that so many times, but when you have that experience uh, and that relationship with God, where you, you know, you just know you can trust. And yeah, so amen. it gets easier and easier. When I was younger, I did have strong faith. And so it was a matter of, what's the worst, my, my, my philosophy bottom line in life is always, what's the worst thing that could happen? No, no, I'm going to tell listeners, just like, hear this. I'm not being cavalier and I'm not being, uh, I'm not trying to be 
unempathetic or, right. or not sympathetic to hard times. I've experienced a lot of hard times and I discuss mm -hmm. those things openly, including my dad dropping dead. Wow. So like I've, I've been through hard things, so I can speak from positions of, of difficulty yeah. and say, <laughs> Hey, as long as you're willing to pursue, it's kind of like, Hey, I'm alive and God loves me. Yep. Okay. Great. Right. There's another day to live. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's not mine. So if you have that, like with that perspective of um, every day I get to win, as long as I'm following the path that God is unfolding before me. Yes. Great. Cool. <laughs> like, okay. yep. I didn't fail. I didn't lose, but, <laughs> but that also means that I need to be um, disciplined. And that's something that's a challenge that I faced recently, like time management. Mm -hmm. Are these a task that I need to be doing like current right now in the trenches? Like there are a lot of opportunities that come my way, yeah. having that clarity to say, is this the best use of my time? Mm -hmm. Am I being disciplined to nurture these elements that have already been entrusted with me? So. Wow. That's awesome. And just first thing that comes to mind when you're talking about that, because as you do grow more opportunities come your way and. I often talk about this thing, shiny object syndrome. And like, as entrepreneurs, it's like, wow, that's a great idea. Let's go with it. But like, sometimes we need to say no so we can focus on, on yeah, our God-given calling. And so I'd love to hear, Julie, how you go about like deciding and almost discerning which opportunities are worth your time and your investment and, and going full in. Because if you're not, if you're not full in, like it, it can be a challenge and you won't pursue the excellence that, that we're asked to pursue. Yeah. And you're right. Like, I don't know what you're talking about though. I mean, I've never yeah. had shiny objects. Uh, no, okay. Come on. <laughs> uh, man, I mean, <laughs> no, um, you know, that's, that's something that I actually, um, have to keep in check on a very regular basis. Yeah. And, I think the last two years it's become, I've become more skilled at it. Mm -hmm. Now that means I have failed and I have learned from those errors and right. it's given me insight into who I am. And so mm -hmm. like understanding, like, what is it about me that is drawn towards these things? And usually it comes down to an area of our character that needs to be refined further. Right. And for a lot of us, I'm just going to throw us under the bus as about a shiny object syndrome. It really goes to say, Hey, I'm a great starter. I really like ideas. I'm a big thinker. I um, need to grow in my self-discipline further. And so we can look at the character elements that have to be cultivated further. Um, and then in order to stay the track, it's really, it's no different um, than any relationship, right? So being aligned spiritually and understanding like, what is the path and the purpose that God has laid out for me first and mm -hmm. foremost? And am I staying on that? So right. if you don't mind, I'm like, seriously, if we go into Israelites, when they were making their exodus, yep. like they had to stay their course, you know, mm -hmm. and when they got distracted, you know, next thing you know, they're worshiping snakes and doing weird things <laughs> like, you know, yep. and so we can be easily misguided. <laughs> and so uh. if we can remember where, where is our destination? Where are we headed? Why mm. are we headed there? Right. And, and so for me, that is having my goals and mm -hmm. honestly, this isn't coming from any high position at all. This is something where I realized that recently as in mm -hmm. like within the last 48 hours, I really <laughs> need to pull out my goals and just sit down for a solid two hours mm -hmm. 
and review my goals that I set and my intentions and make sure that how I'm entrusting my time is aligning with those. Because when we sit down to like, to, you know, sit down and cultivate those goals, um, you know, the, the immediate, the one year, three, five, 10, um, when we're looking at those types of goals, we have clarity because we're like putting intention behind it. But a lot of times I struggle to always consistently go back and review. So I think that's critical right there for shiny object syndrome. Amen. And I think that's, that's big and almost convicting of myself. I like, we start off the new year with, with these big goals and resolutions and, and halfway through January, they're, they're out the window. So I would like to probably revisit what I wrote down back in January. I know most of them and, and obviously you stay on track with some of them, but it would probably be cool to see and to see if we're on track because um, when you're getting in the trenches, it can be pretty easy to just like go through the motions and, and forget where you're working towards. So. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you, my coach recently, um, said, if you just notice that you're going through the motions, um, you know, and halfway through the day, you're just kind of going through these rote tasks that should be yep. the aha and just stop everything you're doing and really like get back to your goals, get back into what you need to be doing. Like, so that, you know, yep. because we have to always raise our level of necessity. And if we're kind of just going through the motions, we might not have that level of necessity, which means mm-hmm. I have momentum and I'm driving mm-hmm. and I'm making this come about. Yep. Amen. That's so good. And since you, since you brought it up, um, coaches and mentorship is obviously a big topic today and, and it's a huge impact on, I'm sure your life and, and my life as well. So I'd love to hear Julie, how you go about picking a mentor and a coach and for somebody that might be listening that is standoffish about the idea of having a mentor or coach, just your experience with it and the the growth that has happened as a result. Um, all right. So I would say my life is a 180 degree difference, uh, with my faith. And then with the addition of coaching, it is, it just catapulted my life. Um, and, and if you're, you know, I had to kind of work through this for me, it was like, how does this align up spiritually for me? Does this align with my values and stuff? Cause I just really wanted to make sure I wasn't getting pulled away. Talk about shiny object syndrome. I didn't want to get pulled away into some like woo world where, you know, next thing you know, I'm doing things that really don't align with my, my heart. Um, and so that was a concern for me, maybe for some of your listeners, uh, and, but pursuing that path of coaching, it just, opened my life to a whole new way, a dimension that I didn't know existed about myself and actually uncovering, discovering, uncovering and activating really the calling that God put in my life. But it gave me that courage. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, God already creates us with all of this amazingness that this Mm -hmm. gift this purpose is everything that's unique to us. I was just telling my son that this morning on the way to school. I'm like, you are uniquely created. And, <laughs> and even if you say it the same way, like you're not going to say something the same way as someone else you can right. talk on the same topic. And so like really learning how to activate that uh, gift into mm-hmm. the world, there isn't anything better, but most of us um, don't know how to go about doing that. Most of us doubt. And I've said this. Um, so if you've heard me say this, I'm sorry. Uh, but I say it often, and that is that our best, our biggest gifts that we have, our biggest contribution that God's entrusted us with is mm-hmm. usually the rawest, messiest, like 
tapped down thing in our life. Uh, yep. Right. So like <laughs> what, whatever it is that you kind of got smothered with where yep. you were corrected by your parents and the, and the adults around you when you were a kid, mm -hmm. that's probably your inner gift that God gave you, but it's such raw, nasty material in kids that, right. you know, the adults are like, shit, shit. And yep. so through coaching and mentoring, I learned, oh, this is how I use that. And yep. this is how I use this for really powerful good. Mm -hmm. Amen. And, I can uh, go on, so I'm sorry, Chris. No, no, like, no, I, I love you, it. You're going to have to shut me up along the way, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, please. I, I the, the more talking you do, the better for me. because You're uh, like, the less I have to do. Yeah, <laughs> Those are right. my favorite guests. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, you bring it up. For me, I mean, personally, I've talked a lot about the the rebellious spirit. And I think um, some entrepreneurs, myself included, can be rebellious in nature, right? We, we, don't, we don't like to always go with the flow. And, and that's something that I see from my past. And God has kind of used that, or I'm attempting to use that for good as, as he is calling us to. So there are bad, quote unquote, bad qualities that might be shoved down in your youth, like you're saying, that if used correctly and used for a higher purpose, can bring great opportunity. So I, I love the way that you said it. And um, I'm probably butchering it now, but I, I do appreciate no, that. You're doing great. But you know, <laughs> a rebellious spirit, my husband and I, now that we have a, a teen and a tween, like we talk yeah. about rebellion a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we look at the difference between like, are we, be, is this child being young adult really, is they being rebellious or are they just finding autonomy? Are they yeah. finding their own space and who they are? And there's a difference between the two. And so even, and I did not ever believe this until I have been parenting and exploring these things. Right. And so like that, that, um, willingness to question things, we, we yep. teach our kids question authority, but do it respectfully. Mm. That's it's okay to ask those questions, but you must always be respectful as wow. you go about doing that. And what that does is you're raising leaders. So right. when we look at someone who has maybe that rebellious edge, look what you're doing. You're leading, mm -hmm. you have a podcast and you're wow. leading people towards these things. So it's, it's, um, you know, two sides of the same coin, if you yep. will, like right. use it for, for great good or for, yeah, I can, for great. and you open jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. And, and honor to you for teaching your kids that at such a young age, because that's yeah. Leadership in, in itself. And um that gives myself hope that gives the audience hope and and we know that great things are coming if, if more people are like that so um let's transition to the real estate world a little bit yeah. i um one thing that caught my eye was uh the house hack that you have uh <laughs> experience with because as a cpa as somebody who who's always talking about building wealth from the start like with you don't when you don't have a lot going on um, house hacking is one of the things that I, I usually recommend. And so I'd love to hear your experience with it. Some of the, the benefits, if there were any drawbacks, um, headaches, as I'm sure there were, but, uh, yeah, let's talk house hacking. <laughs> yeah. House hacking. So house hacking before it had a name, because, um, that was what a solid 22 decades ago. So there was wow. no such thing as house hacking yeah. back then, right? Like right. I, I'm like looking back and going, wow, that was a really long time ago. Um, yeah, I had purchased a um, dilapidated, disgusting, but super cute vintage 1938 home. <laughs> 
And, you know, it was something because my dad was in residential real estate, I was able to get the inside edge finally on this house and, and get it right. Toilet sinking in the subfloor. I mean, rat or mouse feces around the perimeter in the house. I mean, it was like, so gross. You (laughs) couldn't. So I went in there and with significant support from my family and amazing financing, Mm. creative financing back then, I was able to rehabilitate this home and restore it. Right. Mm. Um, And in that process, I end up having this extra room and I realized like, if I got a roommate, I yeah. could offset my mortgage. So right, no podcasts around, no YouTube around, no books yep. that really explain this that you're really going to find, but it just mm-hmm. made sense to me. And like, I'm living here alone on a teacher's income. <laughs> I'd love to have a little more discretionary cash. So it was just right. one of those, you know, kind of wheel and deal, like, how could I make some yeah. more money passive? Like I didn't even know the word passive income back then. Right. <laughs> so wow. it was like, I should put like, inadvertent house hacker before yeah. <laughs> having a name. Um, and that's how it, that's how it came about. Uh, it worked out really well. I had one roommate that was really, she was, she was an, she was an odd bird. Yeah. And, um, and so that created some very awkward situations. Um, yeah. more because it was just like the socially, she was just socially in a different place, um, mm-hmm. and a little socially awkward. And so, it just is what it, it is, you know, yep. and, and we're all mature people now. Right. So I don't, I hope life is going great for her, but yeah. you know, so that was, that was a weird situation. But other than that, um, I had another roommate, you know, that was, she's renting, you know, this room that's right beside mine. So yeah. single bathroom. <laughs> so you really get to know people. Yeah. yeah. One bathroom, two bedroom, one bathhouse. Oh. Um, but honestly it worked out great. It offset the income. And then I won't lie. I didn't stick with it. Okay. Uh, my husband and I ended up getting married and he came into my house. So we're like, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> we did keep that house. Yep. And when we moved from California to Denver, okay. we had that house still. And that was wow. our first rental property. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so good. Um, wow. It's not that... as cool. It's probably not as cool as everybody, you know, I'm like, I don't know. I've never told that story before, by the really? way. No, I love it's it. It's a first here on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, first for everything. I'm, I'm honored once again to, to have that and to have you share that story. Um, so did you grow up in California or what brought you there? Yeah, no, I grew up in Modesto, California. Okay. And anyone who knows where that is, do you know where that is? No, I have anyone. Okay. Anyone who knows how knows where it is, is like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like the epicenter. You can drive anywhere centrally located, which means wow. you have to drive forever to get anywhere. But yeah, you could get to San Francisco in an hour and a half or Yosemite okay. and in an hour and a half or Sacramento. I think you could go cool places, go get to the ocean, you know, yeah. in two hours. So, <laughs> but you have to drive everywhere. And now wow. God moved my family um, to North Idaho. And now I just live in my own garden of Eden with three mountain ranges and I don't have to drive anywhere. I wow. 10 minutes and I'm on the, the mountain bike, mountain bike yeah. trail. So I'm like, wow. my own little paradise. Yeah, seriously. That's so good. And, and another great conversation to, to bring up is, is hobbies and your hobby of mountain biking, your passion for mountain biking. <laughs> I'd love to uh, unpack that a little bit and how that serves you. Cause I know there's like, you know, there's a lot of talk about burnout. And I think part of the reason is because people don't have anything else to do, but 
work and grind and, and business and business and business. So um, the importance for hobbies in your life, Julie, <laughs> what is it? it? It's critical. Yeah. But here's the thing. If you're feeling like you're burnt out, then you need to reassess your goals. You need to assess if you're aligned with your goals because you should be pursuing things that bring you joy. And I did not always believe that, but especially the last year, I've realized the more I pursue the things that bring me joy, the, um, like my life is more balanced and I'm also like the recipient of blessings. Yep. Just, it's this weird thing that happens. And I, I wasn't taught that I was taught, wow. you know, basically work should be work and a grind and I love what I do. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, some of it's work and just kind of like, oh, I don't want to do that, but I have to discipline. Um, but most of the time it's, it's really great. Right. But hobbies are critical, but my hobbies now, like they blend in with everything. Yeah. Like I, the people that I mountain bike with, they invest with me and, wow. you know, so I have actually had uh, a couple weeks ago, I had like a fleece made that has a logo on it. And oh. last night, you know, I met a new mountain biker and after conversation, like, what do you do? You know? <laughs> and I got to, I find now that my, so you have to be careful with your hobbies. Maybe if you don't love what you do, but because I love investing and, and I know that that's where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I know that I got into investing and God gave this to me, not for me and my family alone, but to share with other people. And yep. so it's almost like this way of sharing what God has, like, this is my, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So mm -hmm. Now I can share it with people, but good golly, I love mountain biking and <laughs> it clears the headspace. Yeah. High, typically high achievers need something like that. Mm -hmm. um, they need something that requires their, their complete focus. Yep. And that is actually very relaxing. So <laughs> it sounds weird. You exert your, like, I have to go exert myself in order to relax. Right. So, I get it. Yep. <laughs> so great. No, it's awesome. It's awesome. This does your whole family participate in that? Or is that something that you kind of take up on your own? Uh, it's, it's a mix. So okay. yeah, we actually dropped a lot of money on bikes. Everybody mm -hmm. outgrew their bikes. We only have two kids. So it's not like yeah. every, everybody is really a small number. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, we bought them really nice bikes, yeah. uh, not full suspension for you bikers out there. <laughs> we decided not to go full suspension on our son because, uh, he's, he's, on a adult size bike and they both are now but all that to say like you don't want to go full suspension i want him to learn really good technique uh, and you know getting that little extra cushion on full suspension is you earn that so he can earn yeah. his own full suspension bike but yeah we go out as a family my kids do not love it it wow. is not their favorite thing <laughs> however if you ask especially my daughter my son, I don't know what he would say, but my my daughter will tell you because I've told them you're out here because we want healthy habits. You can you can bike anywhere. Yeah. So you don't have to have a group to bike. You could ride your bike on a road. You can ride your bike on, bike on a trail. Like it's just something that you can do as a lifestyle activity to stay right. fit and healthy forever. It's really mm -hmm. easy in your body. Um, and then the second thing is it's mindset training. So my kids have done some. Um, really grueling rides and wow. i'm quite frankly this season there's this mountain right out there that yeah. they're gonna ride we'll take wow. all day so we can go slow and steady but um 
yeah, it's, and so you're, it's also, they know it. It's like, this is your mindset. Mm-hmm. They've been oh, hypothermic good. more than once. I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, we, we've I, had a lot of great adventures. And so the stories they're going to share when they're older. Oh my gosh. I'm going to just have to make sure that <laughs> I have money set aside for their coaching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's good. I, I love it. But I do, I do see it as mindset. I mean, learning that thing at, at such a young age and being able to overcome obstacles, no matter what they are, oh. like whether it's a mountain or an obstacle on, on a problem in school or just starting a business at a young age like it's key because I think a lot of us struggle these days because like I mean the way things are set up is like there's not much obstacles you have to overcome if you get a bad grade you can always talk to your teacher and say listen I think I deserve more and um, a lot of times they'll just <laughs> fold their cards so I think I think that's great and um, man parents take some notes I, I think uh, we can all learn a, lo- a thing or two by getting our kids on a bike and telling them to climb the mountain and <laughs> keep their mouth it, shut. Maybe. <laughs> it, it's different also than team sports. And, and so I don't ever want to knock team sports, but when it's on you, right. Yeah. And you have to do that. I, I do prefer individual sports just because I want to be out, be able to go out and do my thing where whenever I want to. So I yep. run and I bike and, you know, you do the things that I can go out and do, and I don't have to get a collection of people together. Um, but there is something when it is that burden is on your shoulders, that there is a mindset there. And, and then actually when you're riding together as a family on trails, my son actually stopped, like they know they're supposed to stop at a fork in a trail. You're supposed to be considerate. You're learning some manners and yep. how to make sure and take care of other people, make sure nobody's crashed. And, you know, there's, there are other elements that come into play that are, I think, really great lifelong learning opportunities. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Individual sports too. I mean, now that you say that, maybe we'll go down a rabbit hole, but uh, yeah, playing let's tennis, do it. Yeah, tennis growing up, I, I reflect on this quite often is I, I played tennis in, in grade school and high school. And just thinking back, it, it does shift your mindset. Like it's you versus the opponent and you have to one, be able to beat your opponent, but also you have to control your emotions. Like it could be very frustrating. Um, I'm sure on the mountain too, like things just get in your way. Things just don't go the way you planned. Maybe you're not performing as well. Um, and so that, that was a whole nother thing. And I, I struggled with that for, <laughs> quite frankly, but uh, we learned and, and it is something to, to look back on with, with fond memories. So something tells me your kids will be grateful for, for what you're doing right now. When they're about 28, they'll be, yeah. <laughs> I got right. a ways to go, but yeah. that's okay. Yeah. It's it. We, we live from an, an eternal perspective, right, Julia? It's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Lengthen the time horizon. That's awesome. Well, um, let's see. I, I love it. We're, we are checking all the boxes. I, one thing that I have written down is um, content creation. You know, we, oh, we yeah. talked a little bit about your podcast. Um, we connected on LinkedIn. You're, you're very, um, frequent and and consistent on LinkedIn which again a lot of oh, that's great is, to hear I don't yeah. feel like I'm consistent <laughs> over there I'm like it, Come on. <laughs> yeah it's difficult but uh no I I see it and, and it's awesome to see I'd love to hear how that has played a role in your business um Ooh. and like just networking connections what what what's the impact of creating content and having a podcast if you are not creating content, you are missing out. Right. <laughs> like yeah. that's just that is 
absolute hands down one of the best um, investments that anybody can make is mm. consistently producing content. So I live in the middle of nowhere. I live mm. 30 miles from the Canadian border in North Idaho. So one audiobook away from Boise, not <laughs> down in Boise. Okay. It's like super far, far, far up North, far oh. North Idaho. <laughs> and I live in a town of 2,500 people. Like, this isn't where I invest. This yep. isn't, I do have investors that are local that's taken time in a small town to curate. Mm -hmm. So in order to rise from, you know, obscurity, it's like podcasting game changer. Yeah. And that was before everybody in the world was podcasting. <laughs> you were on that, you were on that boat before everybody else. Also, you've been doing this a couple of years, yeah. but, um, but that consistent content creation and actually connecting in a meaningful way with people on social platforms is completely underrated by wow. people who are not in the business space. So mm -hmm. if you're not in the business space and you're not business-minded, this might not resonate and you'll be like, oh, Facebook, it's such an angry place. It's so <laughs> miserable. It's so, right. And so yeah. I hear people say this mm -hmm. and I just tell them that's the best place for me. I love it. Wow. I'm connected with extraordinary people. And, yep. and so it's this powerful opportunity, especially mm -hmm. LinkedIn. Yeah. And shout out if you're trying to get started on LinkedIn and you want to grow and expand your network. Um, Yona Weiss has a 10 day um, challenge that wow. will really teach you a lot of strategy and skill on just how to connect with people and wow. um, help boost each other's posts and things like that. But that was honestly my gateway to understanding LinkedIn better. Okay. So and I have so much to say on LinkedIn that we could go, we, I could wax on on that, but, um, but content creation allows you to become this authority on whatever mm. you want to become. And even if you don't perceive yourself as an authority, because right. I know I don't have everything figured out. And I bet every single one of us would be like, oh, I feel like an imposter. I still have so much more to learn. Da, da, da. And we, we tell ourselves and we are a product of our thinking. Mm. So you have to have your thinking in line and say, it, why? So I got to the point where I'm like, why do I have to be the expert? I can have a podcast. Yep. I'll bring people on my show and they're the expert and I can yep. ask them anything I want and I can <laughs> learn. How cool is this? Right. And now I'm sharing that content out to the world. So yep. figuring out ways to add that value and always adding value to the community, whatever your community is, is really critical. Wow. That's so good. And yeah, this uh, this podcast started just like on a whim. I'm just going to talk about topics. And then part of the, the limiting belief on my factor was like, who is going to want to talk to me? And then seriously. Yeah. And then I, I find out that every podcaster that's ever started had that same belief. And and all it takes is you to just reach out to someone. They're like, yeah, sure, I'll talk because why wouldn't I want to like share myself and, and help other people out? So it's awesome to see. And, and yeah, I can't speak highly enough about it. I would also... I think I'm going to have to check out Yona's uh, 10 day challenge. I think I've Definitely. seen it. Um, and Yona's been on the show, but uh, I didn't know that he had something going on and, and I could probably use a boost to my LinkedIn content. So <laughs> it's good yes. to hear. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. I need to just like get a few of us. I, I actually hosted a private link, private um, within a, you know, there, so this is the other part about 
being active on social media platforms is that you end up having these little tribes of people. And mm -hmm. so this one particular tribe of people, it was, there was chatter about LinkedIn. And so it just, you know, I said, let's just have a big Zoom meeting and let's feature these two people who know so much and we can learn from them and we'll wow. all gain. So yeah. that's a great strategy. If you are looking for a way to, you're like, I don't want to start a YouTube channel or a podcast and yeah. you're making all your excuses. One, yep. it's not about you. It's about contribution, mm -hmm. but two, hear what people need. And so that really supported me at the very get-go was um, I would just hear what people needed in different groups. And then I'd create what I call a learning session around it. And I'd grab experts. And then uh, I just get this big zoom room and everybody could be there and learn at the same time. Yeah. That's so, so good. That's so good. And then actually that's a great uh, thing to wrap up on is I do see that you have a, a book club and networking club that you started. Is that, can we, can we hear a little bit about that? And, and is that another thing that you're doing as like a way to connect people and, and learn more about people? Well, okay. The book and networking club began actually because I, I felt my coach had recommended Brenda Burchard's book, high performance habits. Okay. And I bought it and it just looked thick and daunting because <laughs> I don't really like to read that much. And so yeah. I finally committed. This is, um, what is this? So that was in 2020 at the end of 2020, I made a decision. I am going to read this book and I'm going to apply it in 2021. Wow. So I'm going to like, so that December to January. And I thought I need outside accountability. I'm not the only one who is struggling. So see when, as soon as we get out of our own space and we say, I'm not the only one, because right. there's really nothing we are uniquely created, but there really isn't that anything humanity is very similar. We mm -hmm. all kind of have the same cha similar challenges. So I'm like, I'm not the only one that struggles finishing a book. I'm not the only one that's going to pick this up and not finish it. And that's how I started the book club at the end of, I did it in person in my community and a virtual, the in-person went away after we were done, but uh -huh. the um, virtual one has gone on. So now we're a year and a half of meeting. Uh -huh. But Lawrence Laddie is the one. And if you don't know Lawrence Laddie, you need to connect up with him on LinkedIn. And then you can go to his um, his meetup group on Tuesday evenings. Uh, and so it's a really great one. By the way, I'm sorry, I'm going to give this a plug. I do have a calendar. So if people, I know this isn't the moment to do plugs, but if you want a calendar that has all of the, um, all of the virtual meetup groups on it in one central location, I have it on a calendar. Wow so that you can always see and you can get the registration links and stuff and everything oh, like that. Okay. So connect up with Lawrence Laddie. He's yeah. the one that said, Hey, um, Julie, what's the next book? Huh. And I'm like, this was only supposed to be one book and <laughs> we've, we've continued on, but it is such a powerful way. Now it is actually a members only um, model. And that really creates a different caliber of like group meetings. You have more committed people, but the conversations are really significant. They're powerful mm -hmm. and they change lives. That's wow. what I can say. I have literally watched people change over the last year and a half. I've seen myself change because it's one thing to just pick up. Like I have this book right here. I usually have a book around me. It's called exactly what to say, by mm -hmm. the way, it's like the best $6 you could possibly spend on, a book <laughs> on Amazon. Um, and so it's great if you read it, but if you and I have a dialogue or even better, if you and I and a few other people have a dialogue on that book and exchange, 
Yep. Everyone's bringing different worldviews to the table. So lots of different worldviews in our in our group, lots of different life experiences in our group, wow. lots of different geography. And yeah. so now you really get to tap in and expand your mind and your thinking in mm. a completely different capacity. So it's not just reading. Reading a book is one dimensional. Being in the book and networking club is going 4D is what wow. I would say. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, how does one get involved into the the book and networking club here? <laughs> yeah, I would say if you go to my LinkedIn profile, just scroll because about every six weeks I'm promoting the new book. So okay. we would read through a book. Um, it used to be every five weeks, but now we're taking, and this is good um, for people to consider, we're taking the third week of every single month off. We wow. take it off from I coach. So all the, like our coaches, we all take that week off. So there mm -hmm. aren't coaching sessions. There isn't a book club. And the concept is you need to rest and recharge. Life oh. is not a sprint. It's a marathon. And so if we think that we can just perpetually work, 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 oh, I'll take a four day weekend. I'll take two weeks mm -hmm. off here. No, just bake it into your schedule that, Hey, this week of every single month, I'm going to recharge. And oh. sometimes that recharge can be um, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do quiet work and I'm going mm -hmm. to, um, create content that week or dive deeper into this creative element. So I know that's off topic, but, um, that I, th I feel like that's a new concept. This next yeah. week is actually the first time it'll be fully implemented. Wow. So to me, it's exciting. And that's personal growth for me to actually yep. take a break. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but she can shoot me a message on LinkedIn or um, look at one of those posts and it will have a registration link for the club. It's that so one good. of the best investments because there are at least two coaches in the space every wow. single week. Sometimes there are more coaches. So not only are you engaging in the book, but you have perspective from coaches mm -hmm. that can strategically take conversation deeper. And yeah, yeah definitely. Oh, that's incredible. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm surely going to check it out. And I encourage all of our listeners to as well. Um, Julie, is there any last minute uh, thoughts that you might have? I mean, you can yes, plug um, before we get to the um, the final question, which I ask all our listeners, but yeah, how can, how can people find out more about you and any last minute tidbits that you might want to share? Um, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. If, just head over to julieholly.com. Um, just go there. You can access mm -hmm. all my brands so you can get the investment, uh, three keys investments there. You can access the conscious investor podcast there. You can also get information on the book club there. So oh. Everything is housed there. Yeah. And if you want to hop on my schedule and talk about investing or you want to talk about coaching and what that looks like for your life, um, like there's a calendar, you can schedule it. Awesome. Awesome. So that will also be linked in the show notes for anybody who, who can't listen to julieholly.com. But uh, yeah, go there, visit there. I was actually checking it out. It's a lovely website. And I'm, I'm going to ask you afterwards who, who set you up with your website. <laughs> but uh <laughs> But um, Julie Holly, the last question that we ask all our listeners here on the Know Your Numbers podcast is what is one truth about money that most people regard as myth? It's going to run out and it's going to go away. Wow. Yeah. There, there is not a scarcity of money out there. Wow. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's right. Um, as a, as a, biblical teaching business owner, I, I know that that God's resources are abundant. And so I, I stand in agreement with that. And 
I love it. Thank you very much, uh, Julie, for your time. Everybody listening, thank you for listening. Again, this is Julie Holly. Go check her out at julieholly.com. And um, we'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs> Thanks so much. That was a great time. Of course. All right. There you have it. Julie Holly. What a blessing it was to have her on the show, guys. I thank you for tuning in. And um, yeah, if you guys are looking to get more guests on the show, if there's anybody in the financial industry, any entrepreneurs out there that you think would be a good person for the show, I'd love to get in touch. That being said, guys, if you are looking to start on your entrepreneurial journey, yes, I know you're out there. We have launched the Better Books Business Launchpad, an eight-module course taking you from business start to business growth. We line up everything you need to know to get your business set up properly from LLC to EIN to business bank account to accounting software to systems for you to implement to make it as easy of a process as possible. I wish this was available when I first got started. It is now and you can get it in the link in the show notes. I trust you will enjoy. I can't wait to see what God has in store for you and I am looking forward to seeing you on your journey ahead. God bless you all. Keep up the good work and we will talk soon.